So last night, as heard on USF Bulls Unlimited, two questions. Would there be weather delays and who would start at quarterback for the Bulls? It turned out to be Timmy McLean was available, but clearly not a guy that was fully ready to go on the field. Or I think based on how things went in the second half, the Bulls might have put him out there. We'll get to the second half in a second, but let's start off with the first. Another, and these aren't the headline-grabbing injuries situations, but Day-Day Evans being out in the secondary I think really was almost just as important because East Carolina next to last in the country in third down conversions kind of started off on that same boat they were 25 percent for the season and two of ten last night until a fateful drive where they converted three third and longs all on passes into the middle of the Bulls secondary that's what ended up costing the Bulls the game but at the beginning looked like it was going to be a great start Marsh was sharp they were mixing the pass and run pretty well Nine-yard pass to a Marion Dollison, 11 yards to Xavier Weaver. His presence was big in this game. Jaron Mangum, 8 and 14, and the Bulls would march it down, but they ran into a couple of stuffs, and on third and 10, they came up one yard short. What was it about conversions in this game? Actually, ECU had a lot of third and 10s that ended up gaining nine yards, and then they would convert the fourth down. We'll get there in a second, but on fourth and one at the four, Kelly Joyner was in the lineup, and he got stuffed. Listen, East Carolina's defense, again, we look at it from the Bulls' perspective, and I always try and remind you that there is another team. It's not like the Bulls are playing against uh, a peewee football team. And this other team shut out Houston in the second half last week completely. I mean, shut them down, and of course they would shut out the Bulls in the second half. And they're feeling a little bit of momentum on their defensive side, and you could see it there. But then... The Bulls defense came up big on East Carolina's first possession. Now they snap. He will throw long over the middle. Caught near the sticks. Fumble late in the play, and the Bulls have it. Boy, the Bulls stood him up and pried that ball away. It looked like it was Boyles getting the turnover, and the Bulls with a big-time hit at the end of the completion, and USF has the football. It was a great forced fumble. The only thing about that play, it was an early sign. It was not a third-down conversion, third and nine, but the receiver actually got across the markers, so that was kind of a sign of things to come, but in this case, the forced fumble right after. Then the Bulls, nice pickup. Great to see Bryce Miller back healthy, really performing well for 11 yards. Again, Marsh on second and 10. They try to run on first down, got nothing, so they pass the ball to Xavier Weaver for 12 yards. Could have been more, but then he got dislodged as well. Fake to Mangum, the throw caught. It's Weaver. Ball knocked away, and a scramble for it, and East Carolina has it. Right at the 10-yard line, so the Bulls were getting a first down, and it was really fantastic stick, must say that. Tegan Wilk is the guy who popped him. And then here come the Pirates. Again, third and six. The Bulls actually get a nice check down pass defense, and they go for it on fourth and two, and they run it with Rajai Harris. Essentially the same play that the Bulls tried on their fourth and one. But Harris is a stout running back, and he got it. Then a third and three. Kelvin Pinckney and Thad Mangum stuff Harris. East Carolina calls a timeout. Fourth and three. They were five for six in this game. They throw an out route to C.J. Johnson. Again, they get the first down. And that's how the first quarter ended. Then on the first play of the second quarter, Harris pops it for a 13-yard gain. So they would convert the third downs later on. And when they didn't convert the third downs, they would get the fourth downs. However, the Bulls got a fourth down conversion of their own 
after a big-time play finally got their offense going here. And the Bulls back up to the line of scrimmage quickly. Another run, it's Joyner, and he's into the secondary. Cuts behind a blocker. He's into East Carolina territory to the 40 and down to about the 33-yard line. A huge run by Joyner, unofficially 47 yards, and the Bulls with a big first down. That started things in the Bulls' direction, but again, would they stop? On third and one, Jaron Mangum gets stuffed. They gave it to him twice, second and three, gains two yards. Third and one, gets stopped. The Bulls called timeout midway through the second quarter. But in a span of 31 seconds, a lot went right. We'll start off with the fourth down play and just play the plays in order as they would take a 14-6 lead. Mangum the running back out of the shotgun. Handoff, it's Mangum. He's got the first down and more breaking tackles, and he's in the end zone. Touchdown, USF. Jaron Mangum, his 13th of the season, 24 yards, game tied. Schrader's kick is high and short, will be returned by Sneed at the three, right up the center of the field. He fumbles, and USF appears to have recovered it at the 25-yard line. Bulls football. Sneed got rocked on the return, and USF comes up with the ball. From the East Carolina 13, Mangum still the running back. They fake to him. Marshall firing for Weaver in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, USF. Xavier Weaver from Catravis Marsh. And the Bulls right back in the end zone for the second time this quarter. First to the hit, Jaden Curry popping the kick returner. And then Marsh doing a great job. So there were no strange penalty calls in the first half. Marsh was doing the job, Bulls were running the ball, and they were getting a big-time defensive stop at the end of the first half. That touchdown came with eight minutes and change left, and again, East Carolina, third and eight. Holt Naylor's goes for two yards, fourth and six at the Bulls, 33. Kind of a controversial play. Now, they do get the yardage from Harris on a pass conversion, Aylers to Harris, but an unnecessary roughness on East Carolina's Fernando Fry, who blasted Matthew Hill. It was said to be after the play. If you watch it, it was at the end of the play. I mean, it was right at the end. In my opinion, it was not a post-play foul, and it should have been no first down, and it should have been a punt. Unfortunately, that's not how it went. However, the Bulls would still keep the Pirates off the scoreboard in dramatic fashion. Not all the fourth downs were converted. So we'll see if he's there to call the timeout or not. He didn't. They run it, and they got pushed back. There's a fumble. It's loose on the ground. Scramble for it, and the Bulls are going to have the ball. The only fourth down attempt that ECU would not convert on the night, but it gave the Bulls all the mo. Unfortunately, they could not keep it. The second half, not nearly as many highlights here for obvious reasons. The Bulls did not score in the second half, and East Carolina went right down the field, actually had a third and nine. Again, an eight-yard run by Holton Aylers to set up a fourth-and-one conversion and a touchdown. Aylers passes to Adi Omatosho, who was tremendous, by the way. They go for the kick, so it's 14-13. Then, really the turning point of the game. A nice run by Kelly Joyner. 22 yards to get the next drive going. The Bulls end up punting. They down it at the one. Everything's looking good at that point because the Bulls are still ahead. And 
frankly should have extended their lead right here. Ehlers takes the snap, gives it to Mitchell. Not much there. I don't know if he made it back or not. This might be a safety. It's going to depend on the spot. The officials are coming in, and I think they're going to give him enough progress to get into the field of play. It'll be second down. He did lose part of that half a yard. I don't know, Jim, and that might have been a hometown spot. Yeah, I don't even think he cleared the goal line. In all reality, he didn't. You could see on really scrutinizing the replay why the side judge thought that the running back got out of the end zone. First of all, it's kind of like a penalty kick in soccer. You're not just going to give it because you think maybe you have to be sure. And he was slamming forward as much as he could towards the goal line, but he didn't get there. And Kelvin Pinkney had seven tackles as the one who got his body in the way. It should be Bulls ball up 16-13 around midfield. Instead, next play, of course, after review, doesn't overturn it. It was not definitive enough. A 42-yard game. And even though the Pirates would miss a field goal and the Bulls would stay ahead on the possession, again, instead of Bulls up three with the ball at midfield, they get the ball after the missed field goal at their own 20. Tried to run to start it off, got stuffed. Here's the next play. Mangum now in on second down and nine. They fake to him. The throw is picked off, and this will be a pick six. And the Bulls trail. Marsh was locked in on Gregory the whole time. DB made a nice read, a nice jump. And as you heard, the Bulls trailed 19 to 14. And then they would not be able to convert a third down, and that's kind of how the third quarter ended. Then here come the third down conversions. At this time, ECU was two for 10. And one of them, by the way, was a third and 10 run on that drive to start off the second half. But this is when it really got bad for the Bulls. Third and seven at their own 23. Bulls are still down less than a touchdown. 21-yard pass. Third and six near midfield. 14-yard pass. Third and eight. Touchdown pass. And it's 26-14. Game was not over at the time. In fact, the Bulls looked like they had something going. But a Kelly Joyner 56-yard really nifty touchdown run was overturned by a Iffy holding call on Bryce Miller. Another holding. End of the drive for the Bulls. East Carolina would go down the field and get a field goal. 29-14. Bulls still hung around, even though Marsh was intercepted two passes later. Had it down inside the ECU 20 with two minutes to go, and they had a couple timeouts. So if they score, the game's still on. But for the second time, Kelly Joyner was stopped on fourth and one and thus ended the game. Final score, 29-14. ECU gains 471 yards, 5-for-6 on fourth down. Bulls 0-for-7 on third down. The Pirates, again, in that category, were next to last in the country. And even though 6-for-17 is not a great number, three in a row on that one drive that allowed them to make it a two-score game. It was a nice night for Kelly Joyner, 103 yards, second straight 100-yard rushing game. Jaron Mangum, 12 carries, 67 yards. And Xavier Weaver, Five grabs for 91 yards in the score. But in the end, just not enough things went the Bulls' way. Coach Scott starts off with, yes, those calls and then general thoughts on why things went wrong in Greenville. Guys upstairs were uh, pretty emphatic that it was a safety. They were 1,000%. Uh, I really thought it was going to get overturned, but obviously it wasn't. They took a while to look at it, and uh, they thought they saw enough that it came out. So, uh, we'll, we'll go back and watch it on tape. Yeah, there's no doubt that was, that was a big play. Uh, that definitely uh, could change the second half there. But at the end of the day, uh, the next play was still second down at the one, and uh, we gave up a big play. You know, so uh, there's still opportunities there. And then, yeah, the holding call came at a, a, a bad time there uh, off a nice uh, run. We didn't lose the game because of uh, right. Trey. I mean, Trey had nothing to do with our third down defense at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, getting that situation – 
a wet game, late in the game, you got to throw it every down. It, it is what it is. But I'm, we're not putting this on Trey. I thought uh, overall, I thought he managed the game uh, really well. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, we weren't able to, to convert that third down. Obviously, uh, disappointing uh, finish there in the second half. I uh, felt like our guys uh, played pretty well in the first half. It was big holding them out of the end zone right there. And then uh, ultimately, uh, second half, uh, we just couldn't get off the field. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. And again, the Bulls are back at it next Saturday night, homecoming against Houston. And I would be almost certain that Timmy McLean will be back and ready to go for that game. Keep that in mind. The Bulls did not have him last night. They fall to 2-6 and six on the season.